Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boom Shaka, and I welcome you to my channel. As always, I'm really grateful that you're listening, subscribing, and commenting. I really appreciate the support. And in this one, I wanted to speak to you about a question that someone asked recently about um, relationships and the depth of them. And basically, she, she, I believe she or he, said that, you know, um, INFJs are usually you know, good, kind, nice people. And, um, you know, it, it would be nice to be in relationships or friendships with them. But it ends up being that extroverts are able to form really deep bonds with people, whereas INFJs usually have a little bit of a hard time forming those deep bonds um, and you know people don't get as close to us as they might to an extrovert um, or to the extrovert people in our life and you know I've definitely noticed this myself and I wanted to, to give my perspective on it I'm not an expert on why this happens but I have certain ideas certain ideas of my own why this happens and so I'll give you those and I'd love to hear from you as well you know what you think the reason for this is the lack of depth now, the first thing, obviously, um, I think the reason why I know myself, why I have a really hard time getting into deep relationships with people is because I hold myself back. I, I literally, no matter how nice I am and I come across as very nice and charming or whatever it might be, and I've been, it's been said to me before, you know, you're really nice, I love hanging out with you, you're great, you're so much fun. But I do know that from my own end, I hold myself back. I, I have a bit of me that I, I don't share with them. I don't give all, my all to the person in the relationship. If it's a friendship, if it's a familiar relationship, if it's 
if it's a partnership, whatever it might be, I'm always holding myself back, a bit of myself back. I don't give all of myself to the relationship. Whereas I've noticed my extroverted friends and I see them and I see that they give their all to the relationship, to the friendship. They're just completely in it. They are not holding any part of themselves back. And I really appreciate them for that. And I just love them for that because there's a, there's a deep trust that's involved in that, you know, because you're trusting to give yourself to this person because you trust that they're going to take care of what you have given them, right? Whereas for us as INFJs, we do not trust that the person is going to take care of what we've given them. It might be past experiences, trauma, whatever it might be, but there is something that says in us, do not give yourself to this person completely because they will harm you. They will hurt you because of that giving, right? So we hold back and we step back and we stand back from the relationships. We might in part and parcel parts of us might be given to the person you know we might give our kind nature to them we might give our charm to them we might give our love to them partly but a lot of us a bit of us has been held back and even if the person doesn't see it consciously they will feel it unconsciously and i think that's the reason one of my one of the main reasons why all of my relationships are not as deep as they could be when i do when I am able to kind of give myself completely, which happens very rarely, and I don't think it's happened recently at all, except for maybe one friend of mine, one girlfriend who's already gone from uh, Bali, um, I was able to give myself to her a little bit more than I would normally, and she became a really good friend of mine. We actually even still, still chat, and it's really nice. But it was because I trusted her. And it was so hard to trust. And I, I was very uncomfortable with the whole process. I was not happy giving myself in that like deep, deep way. I was like, ugh. Um, and so I think that's one of the main reasons. I don't know if you agree or not. The second reason I would say is that I have observed the way introverts interact with extroverts and or other people. And the way extroverts interact with introverts and other people. It is a completely different paradigm. I mean, it is like night and day. I have really tried to observe it and tried to emulate it sometimes. I have extroverted friends who are, who are 99% extrovert. I mean, they're extroverted. And so I kind of like observe her and, you know, I'm like, oh, let me try and be like her for a little bit just to try it. I'm not, do, I'm not changing myself or anything. I'm just, I'm just experiment, experimenting. And it was so difficult. I mean, I could not keep up her pace of extrovertedness. I could not keep up her pace of being around people and being around people and being around people like really being around people right like she was with them she was touching them she was talking to them she was she was um holding them she was hugging them she was conversing with them she was listening to them she was being with them in so many different ways whereas i do notice for me all of that would take so much energy like just even conversing with people i'm like oh my gosh i'm getting drained and so it takes us all it takes a lot of energy for us just to be in a space with someone else. And so to do all the different things that require us to be in a relationship, you know, is it's a lot. It's not just like one or two things, it's like 10, 15 different things you have to do at the same time in order to form that bond. And I know that I've tried it and I could only maintain it for maybe 15, 20 minutes and then I was exhausted. I had to go and rest after that. That's so funny because I was with her, with my extroverted friend, and I was trying to emulate her. And like she was going all night like that. And I went and fell asleep at like 11 p.m. I was like, all right, I'm done. So that was kind of fascinating. Um, it is definitely has to do a lot with our social battery and the fact that it takes, us a it takes a lot out of us. It really does. I mean, 
I don't know if it's sustainable for us to be like that. And so that actually, you know, she was with them all night long. She was forming bonds and she became really good friends with all of the people that were there. As for as for me, like I was sleeping. <laughs> and so obviously it did not work out the same way. And that's just like one example, of course. It happens all the time to me that, you know, other people are kind of forming bonds and chatting and going and, and I can slowly see my social battery dying and I'm like, all right, like I need to leave and I need to recharge myself. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Um, I think that's why we kind of end up being friends with extroverted people because they will do all of that for us and we don't have to do as much. And so that really helps. For me, it really helps a lot because then I end up friends with a lot of extroverted people because they do it. They do the work. They're fine with it. They want to do the work. They, they want to do all of that stuff. And for us, it's exhausting. So I think it's a balance. It's a good balance. I can sit and listen to them all the time and they can, you know, give and like hug and touch and stroke and, you know, like stroke my hair, like whatever they might be doing. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there experiencing it. I'm experiencing the extroverted power. And I, I just love it. I mean, I love extroverted people. Not in high doses, but in small doses for sure. And I would say that there is another reason that no matter how how much, how close I become to a person, how kind I am, how good I am, how sweet I am, how charming I am, whatever it might be, whatever words you want to use, I do notice that there's something that does not click sometimes. And I think it might have to do a bit with maybe our socially awkward nature the fact that we don't know what to say at the right moments or we don't know what to say at all at all the moments um, and we all end up sometimes saying the wrong things at the right moments or the wrong things at the wrong moments and so I do think that it partly has to do with that as well because we are socially awkward and the other person gets confused by us I do notice this a lot like I I, I don't know how to behave and I end up confusing the other person and then they're looking at me like, okay, what's going on here? And then they don't want to bother finding out you know, what's wrong or how to fix this or what is exactly going on. A lot of times they don't want to bother because, you know, there's so many other people to be friends with. And so I lose that friendship. And it has happened to me quite often. Recently, just recently, or last week, I went to a workshop and I became friendly with this person there. And I didn't know how to say goodbye to him. You know, um, he was a really nice guy and I thought we could be really good friends. But at the end of the workshop, I, I ignored him and just left without saying goodbye. Because I didn't know if I was allowed to say goodbye. Should I say goodbye? He was talking to someone else. Can I interrupt? And so I got in my head and I started overthinking. And that's definitely one of the problems INFJs have or introverts have. We overthink and we overthink ourselves out of situations. And so I was, I was overthinking, I'm like, should I, should I, should I? And I end up saying nothing to him before I left. And I'm sure he was sitting there thinking, why didn't she say goodbye? I thought we made a connection there. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But for me, I'm thinking, what did I do? Why did I do that? And so I think it's also like, you know, the fact that we are not sure how to behave in situations. I'm just sitting there a lot of times thinking, okay, what am I supposed to do here? Like, am I supposed to talk? Am I supposed to be silent? Am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to smile? Am I supposed to be sad? Am I supposed to be exuberant? I have no idea. And so I just literally sit there with a poker face, no clue what to do, and then I just run away after. Either I can, you know, emulate other people and, you know, be a chameleon, but a lot of times I have no idea. Should I be following everyone else or should I be doing something else? I don't know, this and that. 
and then all the overthinking i i confuse myself and then i don't know and i confuse other person as well and then the relationship just falls apart and as you can imagine just talking about it is exhausting me and so it's just i think in general relationships are so complicated that we might assume that we know how to work with them but we don't all right we really don't and so uh, there's a lot of reasons these are three reasons i've given you i'm sure there's hundreds of other reasons why we do not have as deep of a relationship or connection as extroverts do um, and i'd love to hear your reasons of what you think are the reasons why introverts have a real hard a harder time connecting at a deeper level and if you have questions or comments on anything that i've said please let me know as well i love you all and i'm really grateful for your support and i shall see you the next time around bye for now thanks for listening if you want to put a face to the voice you can check out my youtube channel boom shaka bye for now